Yo, it's Six Sense Podcast, episode 10. I'm Rin. I'm Jude. God damn it. <laughs> Yo, so, so we're recording uh, We're recording through the Anchor app right now. And so we're not really next to each other. So we're sorry for any miscommunication ahead of time. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got the NBA finals. We got the NBA draft. We got, we're going to talk about Kobe for a little bit, talk about the mass amount of support we've been getting, um, talk about D-Lo to LA, you know, Anthony Davis, compare LeBron and MJ, talk about ice race, talk about Trump administration, and the Democratic um, debates coming up. So, first off, NBA Finals. Wait, 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 Rin, before you get into that, I just want to let, I want, I want the, let, I want the, the listeners to know, like, where we're calling from, because, like, I'm live from any Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm live from any I'm live from Oakland, California. Damn. I'm, st- I'm still an IV, so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I thought you were, uh, thought you were going back yeah. home. No. Yeah, I did go back home, but you know, school starts tomorrow, so came oh, back today. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, pray for me, man. Summer session eight coming up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, into the NBA finals. You know, some of us were right. I think all of us were right at some point. We just had so many predictions on <laughs> who was gonna win. True. Uh, <laughs> I think um, Drew on the last one says six games. I think I said it on the first one, but I changed my opinion so much. And then yeah. I think Seku on the last one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Seku wanted a – you predicted a sweep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, yeah. we already seen how strong they were before, and they were down. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's it just got the best of me, so. I mean, like that. You couldn't really predict the injuries to KD and Clay yeah. either. So, yeah, man, those injuries hurted the Warriors bad, especially the Clay one. In my opinion, like, I feel like when Clay went out, it was just like everybody knew that the Warriors are going to lose. With KD out, there was still a chance. Yeah, a lot of injuries. Uh, niggas got ejected. Uh, that rich yeah. white guy that pushed Kyle Lowry. Oh yeah, that was out of pocket. Yeah. They got oh, we yeah, got that the officer that that pushed uh Mishi Masai Masai Ujiri. Oh yeah, yeah, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, yeah. This is for y'all that don't know. That's like the GM or something uh, uh, for the Raptors. No, it was the president of basketball operations. Oh okay, president of basketball operations. Yeah. The, so the officer pushed Ujiri. and the officer was lying, obviously saying that oh no, he pushed me first and didn't show me ID. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we got like what twenty thousand witnesses. Yeah, twenty <laughs> k, bro. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy for real. Cause it's like, it, it's crazy to see that that stuff like that happens even at that high ass level. Like even when you got money, even when you're in front of an audience, the cops still gonna like lie, like blatantly lie. <laughs> like, did he not Google the guy before? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like none of uh, them, man. <laughs> But moving on to my boy, Fred Van Fleet. That man is nice with it. 12 points in the fourth quarter uh, game. Yeah, the last game. The uh, game six, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all saw it, but I tweeted Fred Van Fleet. I, like, 
tweeted his name in all caps multiple times throughout the series, especially the last game, man. Like, I was, I was stupid hyped. That man is different. He's gonna get paid this summer for sure. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a free agent this off season or? Oh shit, I think so. Because whenever I think of like those role players, I always assume that they're on a one year deal. <laughs> he might not be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way he's balling out, he seems like he wanted to get big. Yeah, he's playing like he's in a contract year. <laughs> uh, let me let me look it up real quick. Uh, oh no, he still got a salary up until next season. He's making nine and a half mil. Oh, I don't so know. I, I, th- I think he's paying pretty, pretty good. substantially. Yeah, it's pretty solid. <laughs> but man, ever since his son was born, he's just been lights out. <laughs> That baby kid. Like real shit. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet's uh, junior. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on um, to the draft, because, you know, that's for y'all, like, the draft always happens right after the finals, and it's kind of like, it keeps the excitement going with the NBA, and there's just a period of, like, nobody talking about the NBA for a while. Um, but yeah, so Zion went number one, of course. Who do y'all um, do y'all have any takeaways from the draft? Things y'all want to say before we get into our rookie? Um, I, I was looking at a number, the pick number thirteen, the Heat. Uh, the Heat drafted a guy named Tyler Hero. He's basically a, oh yeah, yeah, he's a white guy that basically like plays like uh, not no, I wouldn't say plays, but more of like. The things he – the way he dressed on draft night, like gold chain, a loud, like, uh, floral uh, suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the chain really stuck out to me. It's like, bro, some of the white guy would, like – it's not like he got some things from black culture. So, like, <laughs> I'm kind of excited because we had the same player last year with uh, Dante, the guy from – I don't even remember. He plays on the Bucks right now. Oh, Dante Vicente – God, the guy that went off with uh with Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I forgot his name. I forgot how to say his name. Adventure? I don't uh, fucking know. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! This Tyler guy is the same thing, but I feel like this is better because like he's in the he's on the Heat now and he's in Miami. He's yeah, go really on. Yeah, that Dante guy can't do anything in Milwaukee. No, I yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Honestly, the the things I'm gonna hear from Tyler. Like the stories, it's gonna be like kind of like a Nick Young esque kind of thing. So I'm really hoping for that. Mm. You think so? Yeah. Re- he's, I don't, he's I don't know about Nick Young. Story. I'm hoping he's having that type of like crazy, like yo, cocaine, like in a locker room type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't expect anybody to do it, it's gonna be the white boy. So, maybe so. <laughs> and he's in Miami, so yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's all bad. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, Bull Bull slipped into the second round. I think he got drafted 43rd or something. What team did he get drafted to again? Uh, Does anybody remember? I'm looking at the list. The Nuggets, now. right? Nuggets, yeah. He got drafted to the Nuggets. Ooh. The Nuggets got kind of have like a little history going right now of um, drafting or picking up people that are injured and like have had like big reputations. Like they picked up Isaiah Thomas, who of course didn't really convert because he was still injured a lot of last season. Yeah. And then they drafted Michael Porter Jr. last year, who should be playing this year. Oh, bro, I and forgot like about Bull Bull. him, bro. Yeah, bro. And Bull Bull had those red flags with his foot. So, I mean, maybe they're expecting him to show out like that, too. I'm, bro, I really want to. They're playing the long game, man. Does, does do the Nuggets have a backup center? Who's their backup center at the, in Denver? 
Because I don't think they have any. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're. De- I think that's Bo Bo got the keys. Yeah. I don't know. Plumley? I don't know. Yeah, probably some someone like that, like one of those journeyman centers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. Who do y'all think is uh, gonna be the rookie of the year? Uh, I mean, it's tough. You got Zion. You got to You got to give an alternate. But <laughs> it's tough because everybody's gonna think Zion. Zion. But I don't. I think it'd be closer than people think because looking at the roster for Pelicans, it's like Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Ingram. There's, like, uh-huh. there's a lot of possessions to go around. A lot of yeah, so I, was, I would be surprised if Zion actually won. And if they actually keep Julius Randle too, they occupy the same places on the court. So I that's think he's a client's player option, bro. Yeah, he did, but I'm not sure if like it's just to pick up a bigger payday from the Pelicans or if he's just because he actually wants to leave. I think he wants to leave. There's too many. Huh. I saw somebody tweeted like, "Yo, I already played with these niggas before." <laughs> 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 Oh yo. <laughs> um but yeah, uh I think my alternate to Zion to uh, winning the rookie of the year cuz I think I think Zion's still the favorite. Yeah. But uh my alternate is Darius Garland. Okay. Just because like this man's a monster. Like he reminds me a lot of D'Lo, man. Okay. Like real shit like in terms of like being able to have that vision, like he's not a crazy passer, he won't make crazy passes, but he could still see like lanes, right? And he has that three point shot where he could just like pull up, you know, he has confidence, even though he like barely played, he played four games only. But, um, yeah, he was a monster in high school, then he's had the whole year to kind of like get ready for the draft, get ready for the NBA. So yeah, it's it's kind of like that Kyrie situation, man. When Kyrie only played eleven games in college and then just was ready for the NBA. Uh, is John Morant a point guard? Is he a point guard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a point guard. Yeah, I'm picking John Morant for rookie year. Oh shit, I forgot about John Morant. I mean, now that now because now. Darius Garland's gonna be playing behind Trey Young. Yeah, now that uh, what's his name? No, Darius Garland's on the Cavs. He is. Yeah, he's on the Cavs. I thought you um. Was going to the Hawks. No, the DeAndre Hunter guy is, going, is the one going to the Hawks. Oh, shit. Yeah, pick number four. Garland is on the Cavs. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah so for sure, for sure, John Morant. <laughs> I mean, now that Conley's gone, he just has the keys, yeah. yeah. I think John Morant might take it, to be honest. Yeah. Um. What about you, Seku? Who do you think? Rookie of the year? Mm. Yeah. I want to say Zion, but I have a feeling that uh, I don't know. I feel like Barrett will take it because I feel like he didn't shine as much with uh, Duke because he was like overshadowed by Zion. I feel like once he gets okay. a chance to play and like he'll grow as um, a professional NBA player, I think he'll like um, surprise us and Okay. Even if he doesn't get, I feel like at least runner up. But he, I'm I'm pulling for RJ Barrett. Damn, that's interesting because you know a lot of people have been hating on Zion or been hating on RJ Barrett. Really? But like, yeah, just because like oh he can't he hasn't been clutch, you know, and shit. He can't shoot. And so people are like, yeah, people are just sleeping on RJ Barrett. But I, I kind of see what Seku's trying to say. Like he's been slept on to the point where he might just get Rookie of the Year. 
Uh, is he slept on harder than that Goga, uh, Goga guy? <laughs> you know the Goga guy? Who's that? Oh, uh, you've seen that picture of Zion with all the cameras on him, but there's like one NBA player that's like didn't get anybody's attention. Oh, I remember oh, that. His name is like Goga or something like that. I forgot his last name, but it's he's a foreign uh, guy. I don't think I've heard of him. Oh, okay. But yeah, slept on, <laughs> he slept on harder than Goga. <laughs> oh, man. You know, do do y'all think there's gonna be a wave of like people just trying to draft international talent now because of how good um what's his name Porzingis. did with the Mavs? Oh, uh oh, Luca. Well, Porzingis is on the Mavs too, but yeah, Luca. Yeah, because yeah, I know after um Dirk started, you know, kind of making his mark in the league, a lot of people were just drafting big European big men and expecting them to be like Dirk. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? I remember Phil Phil Jackson drafting Porzingis, and I was like, bro, like I respect I respect Phil Jackson, but damn. But then he turned out fine, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then this turned like, out pretty uh, good. Jokic was also a, I think he was a second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Who was Jokic? Nikola Jokic. Oh damn! The second round. Second I round. think he was a second. I round. mean, I believe it. He has like he has like one of those like yeah yeah second round on skill sets. Uh, forty first pick overall. Damn, I guy was deep in the draft, and look where he's at now. Yeah. So I don't okay. know. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. The thing with drafting European big men is just that I feel like people they have a completely different game. Yeah, it's a completely different game and. I feel like I want to say that they're more developed than uh, than the guys in college because the European guys they play against pros. Yeah, like, that's like, true. Like Ricky Rubio, he's been playing pro since he's fourteen years old. Yeah, I get that. He was in the Olympics in '08. Like, damn. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these guys know how to ball out. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. So moving on. Um, have y'all seen like uh, oh yeah so Kobe had a daughter recently um, just just like yesterday or two days ago yeah mm-hmm. um, completely forgot Kobe's daughter's name but I know the middle name is Kobe so oh Capri uh, Capri. Capri Capri Kobe Bryant yeah that's what's funny uh, so yeah Kobe's 0 for 4 on having a son you know which is okay which is okay you know he's doing this thing but uh, <laughs> I'll catch him in a but, uh <laughs> but uh, Vanessa has gone on the record to say that they're not going to stop until they have a son. Wait, Vanessa said this? Yeah. Oh my! This is a while back. I think this was after they had the third daughter. Yo. <laughs> so yeah, she said that she's oh. not going to stop until she has a son, which Jesus is Christ. This is cool. You know, we get a little Kobe. We get a little Kobe. That's going to be nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that from Vanessa, but all right. Yeah. Um, Yo, keep shooting, bro. So yeah, congrats to Kobe Bryant and the family. You know, you're never gonna hear this, but congrats to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, have y'all have y'all seen like the tweets talking about um, like there was a tweet talking about what would happen if Kobe's daughter and LeBron's son had a kid. Like that's so fucking weird. Yeah, I, I no to to be honest, bro. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna cap. I kind of laughed at it. 
Yeah. I did laugh. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I did laugh. And then I thought about it, and I was like, man, you men sit on here on Twitter, like, fantasizing about... <laughs> Yeah, fantasizing about little kids <laughs> having kids just because y'all want to like play out your little fantasy of Kobe and LeBron. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, these are actual people, and you're just like, what if they had a kid? And what if they played basketball? <laughs> like, I don't know. I-, I did laugh because I do come from a culture where, like, like your parents do find like women in a village for you. So it's like, uh-huh. in a sense, it's yeah. like. I'm kind of apathetic to it. Yeah. Like my African side talking right now. Uh-huh. I like on the Western, you know, Western civilization, it's like, bro. Like, so there's two sides to me, to be honest. But I definitely agree with the side of like, yeah, it's weird. You're fantasizing about this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about Seku? Hi, <laughs> It's like, I don't know how people like, bullshit sometimes like they're like what 14 15 <laughs> they're 14 15 yeah years. man they're mad young yeah like, well, I, I feel like this is only like I, I, don't, I don't like it at all i don't like it i hope it stops right with, with kobe's daughter and lebron something like that i hope i never see that shit again <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kobe's daughter is 16. How old is Bronny? Let, let me stop referring to her as Kobe's daughter because that's kind of disrespectful. Natalia Bryant is 16. Uh, Bronny Bronny's like six, is 14. 14. He's 14. Yeah, because he's about to be a freshman in high school. Oh, shit. No, he's going to be a sophomore. I just checked it, bro. He's going to be a sophomore? Oh, shit. You're talking about the oldest okay. one, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a sophomore. Damn, this man was born in 2004. Yeah, crazy. God damn, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, old as fuck. We're old as fuck. <laughs> you know, the people that just got drafted in the NBA are like younger than us. Some of them were born in 2000. Most of them were born in 2000, actually. Oh, shit. That's crazy to think about. Like, e- even the guy that got drafted to um to the Lakers in the second round. Yeah. He's 18 and he's not turning 19 until November. Yeah, he's younger than me, bro. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty young. I'm pretty young for a junior. I mean, I'm still 19. Yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. I'm still 19. This man's gonna. This man's a whole year, a whole year and a month younger than me. I think it's it is crazy. pretty cool though. Like these past few, like uh, last, I want to say year or two, it's been like pretty cool seeing like people your age on the stage. Like, you know, yeah, like, for sure. like my age, bro. That's pretty cool. I find yeah. that pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on. We've been getting a lot of support lately. This is just random. You know, we just talked about this right before. We've been getting a lot of support lately on, like, Twitter. We've noticed, um, like, people talking about us. Yeah, the streets was talking, like, People bro. will, like, mention us. And it's, like, it's surreal, man. Like, we, like, we really just started this on a whim. Like, I remember Seku just hit me yeah. up one day on some random Saturday and was like, yo, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, fuck it, yeah. I'm down. Like, I don't got nothing else to do. Yeah. And now we got people talking about us and, like, we haven't talked about how many plays we've gotten in a while, but last time we talked about it, we were at 500. Now we're at 750, 750 man. 750, yeah. And we're just going to make it a habit to not talk about it until we get, like, to really big accomplishments, but I feel like 750 is pretty big. Yeah, we're just trying to wait until, like, a 1K, but, yeah, 750 is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good milestone. 
So, yeah, shout out to everybody that's been, like, talking about us, you know, the UCSB circles especially, because I've noticed that. And, um, yeah, man, keep supporting us. We appreciate it. Um, okay, so moving on now to uh, Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers. My God. And their first blockbuster trade since, like, the Dwight Howard trade. Dwight Howard, yeah. Which kind of kind of puts you off, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in Anthony Davis. This is the best teammate um, in terms of – damn, okay, this is, this is going to be a reach. But in terms of talent-wise, at the moment that they're traded, Anthony Davis is the best teammate that LeBron's had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and D-Wade are pretty close when they just got traded, but I think – Anthony Davis Damn, is also gonna. This is I don't think Anthony Davis is gonna have to give up much. He, I, I see him being a potential like MVP candidate next year, like top five. Yeah, top five. Damn. Top okay, five. I can see that. Top five. Wow. Maybe I don't think I don't think a finalist like a top three finalist, but I think top five. Yeah. What about LeBron? You think LeBron's? I feel like I can see him putting up stupid assists if we put shooters around him, man. We just need no. We need Patrick Beverly on our team. I've seen. Oh yeah, Patrick Beverly needs to come through. Uh, I heard mm-hmm. D'Lo needs to come through. D'Lo needs to come through. <laughs> That's gonna take up a huge chunk of our thirty-two mil if we get thirty-two mil of our cast. Base. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can use the room exception or something on Patrick Beverly and just fill out the rest of the rest of the things with um with minimum contracts because I know like Cal Corver is gonna be bought out. You think he's not gonna want to play with LeBron again? With LeBron like. Oh. Extended his career really like he's off the jet. Kyle Corver, um, yeah, they traded him to the Grizzlies in the Mike Conley trade. Oh shit! All right, yeah. So and he he's expected to be bought out soon. So like, Kyle Corver is probably gonna come. I feel like Kyle Corver is definitely the most likely free agent at this point. And I feel like there's kind of a two way street. Either we're gonna get Kyrie or D'Lo, just because they're gonna have to renounce D'Lo's rights to sign Kyrie. And um, then D'Lo wouldn't be a restricted free agent. He would be unrestricted. He could go whenever, wherever he wants. For sure. Which is real interesting, man. Because there's not really nothing holding him back from being on this Lakers team because there's no Lonzo that the Lakers kind of got rid of D'Lo for. There's no Magic. There's nobody really that's, like, on that team. Except for Kuzma, which was basically who we got out of the D'Lo trade. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, D'Lo, Beverly, Kyle Corver, and some other shooters. I feel like we got a championship team right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now we're definitely making way past playoffs. We're taking the ship next year. I'm going all in. I'm putting all my shit. In. Okay, we're taking the ship. Okay, next year. early prediction. I agree. I agree. We're taking the championship next year. Like, like, that already, bro. Huh? I tweeted it the day AD came through. I was like, bro, Lakers 2020 champs, bro. <laughs> For sure. I already tweeted it, so. Like, like what? Okay, okay. We got Walton gone. We got Magic gone. Like, he was here for one season and, like, fucked up our team. And he just left and just left so much destruction. But, I mean, he yeah. left. 80s coming here, possibly D-Lo. So, I got all my hope for the Lakers next year. Hey, man. And, and I feel like D-Lo, like, obviously Kyrie's the better player. But I feel like D-Lo fits even better with LeBron. And he's because young. D-Lo... Yeah, D'Lo runs a lot more pick and rolls than Kyrie did, even though Kyrie runs pick and roll a good amount. Yeah. And if you think – I think D'Lo is actually a better pure shooter because he shot 38% from three last year on, set, on like, seven or eight threes a game. That's ridiculous. Okay. 
And he played a lot more off ball too because he was playing off ball with Spencer Dinwiddie for like a good chunk of the season. True. So yeah, that's gonna be nice, man. But this kind of leads into the question: Who had more help? We're gonna touch on this really quick. Who had more help, LeBron or MJ? Oh damn! I I still I'm still I'm I'm sticking with LeBron. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, is that cool? More help in terms of getting championships, or more help in terms of like winning? Like teammates, who had more teammates? Like looking back, I I gotta say LeBron because I can only think of one strong, like maybe two strong teams that Jordan had. I can only think of the Dream Team and Nine Two Bulls. <laughs> like that, uh-huh. like like that's it. But the LeBron, he had came on the Cavs. Went to the Heat. He had he had Dwayne. Wade, he had Kyrie at one point, J.R. Smith. He just had so many other good players surrounding him. So, yeah, I think you're right about that. Okay. Yeah, so I I agree with y'all, but I think it's a lot closer than people let on. Um, So, I remember seeing a tweet um, about all NBA appearances, like all NBA teammates that they've had. And so this is pretty interesting because I've seen, like, a stat pulled up a lot about all-star teammates that they've had. And obviously LeBron has a lot more all-stars because he's had people like Big Z have an all-star game, people like Mo Williams and, like, Anthony Davis before he even started playing with them already has multiple all-star appearances. But if you look at all NBA teammates that they've had, LeBron has only had four teammates or four years of teammates, with three with uh, Wade and one with Irving. And he had one all-defensive teammate. But Jordan has had one, two, three, four, five, six, six all-NBA teammates and eight all-defensive teammates. And we all know that the all-NBA and all-defensive is kind of like a bigger accomplishment than all-stars just because it's a lot more limited. Right. And while it's the same couple of people, like it's Pippen, Rodman, Horace Grant, um, it's the same thing for... For LeBron, too, is like Wade, Irving, and Barry Jow. And, like, while LeBron always had, like, two stars on his team when he's won um, championships, I think, I don't know, people kind of count how much help that uh, Michael Jordan have, especially in consideration with their times. So, like, LeBron has had two stars on his teams at all time for most for his championships. But um, he lives in an era – he plays in an era of super teams. Whereas Michael Jordan didn't really. And so we kind of forget to mention that, I feel like. I feel like the only other super team than the Bulls was really the Pistons and the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, whereas, like, LeBron has had the Celtics, the Lakers, the, you know, all the Warriors, the Thunder. All these teams had multiple superstars. True. That's very true. So, yeah, that's just my little argument right there. But I still agree with you on, like, um, LeBron having more team. It's just because, like, he's had them more consistently. Yeah. And Michael Jordan really only had them for, like, his two three-peats. And then after that, you know, like, Scotty was on his way. And then Michael was out of the league. And Michael went to the Wizards and shit. So, it was it definitely was less consistent than LeBron did. That's true. Um. Okay, so moving on to non-basketball stuff. Oh, do, do y'all have any more, like, arguments for LeBron or MJ? Um, like, talking points of why you think LeBron had more help? Uh, 
I mean, just like looking at the number of trades he's done. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So like someone did a comparison to MJ and like uh LeBron's trades over the last in their careers and it's LeBron beats MJ by like a mile and a half. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's always had like very active very active like front offices, really. And he's kind of changed the league in terms of like the players demanding more from their teams. With the work he's done with like the NBPA, he's given the players a lot more power. Right. And it's like, I don't know, LeBron has changed the league, but also part of me wants to say like you can't really blame him for that. Yeah. You can't <laughs> like yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I I my argument is just that it's a lot closer than people think. Yeah. I definitely see it. I definitely see that. Uh, any words, Nah, I think you're right about that. It's just, it's a completely different era. Yeah, Jordan was literally in a league of his own, and yeah, he dominated from some point. And yeah, just LeBron's. Just, yeah, he's just number one right now. Okay, okay. You think LeBron's the goat? No, not the goat, but like oh, oh, in terms okay, of number one right now. In terms of being that, in, in terms of having help. He had okay. more help, and I guess it led to more success. Okay, for sure. Um, okay, just really quick. Uh, um, me and my brother have gotten in arguments about this. We had like a two-hour argument about the drive here to Santa Barbara. And um, I was basically arguing with him, saying that LeBron is a GOAT. And this is like a whole-ass topic. And, you know, this is a topic for another day. This is like off-season talk, so we'll talk about this another day. Um, but, yeah. I've recently changed my mind on saying that LeBron is now the GOAT instead of MJ. Like, just this year of not having LeBron in the playoffs really made me appreciate him and the work he's done in the playoffs. Um, um, But, yeah, moving on to non-basketball talk. um, So, there's the ice raids that are going on. Um, Any words on that? Uh, yeah, so basically, let me give you a little context. So the Trump administration uh, is in, uh, was in court recently uh, arguing for pretty much saying that, yo, we're not legally required to give detained kids uh, toothpaste and soap. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously, you guys know that the uh, concentration camps are increasing in numbers. A lot of kids on the ground, on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's enough to eat. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in the Trump administration. Um, also, I've seen a lot of uh, what uptick in ICE raids recently. Yeah. Guess, yeah. So, yeah, that's basically what's going on in the government side. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah. I think uh-huh. it's really, really scary yeah. for um, any undocumented, undocumented families because they came here for like, a better chance. And now there's like almost certainty that they're able to, there's a possibility that they can be deported back home or just away from the United States. And I'm reading from this article from Vox. It says that up to 2000 families have received removal orders. And I actually did not know before that people were receiving removal orders. I thought they were just, um, uh, the citizens were, were being checked and they're just being random. Cause that's what it looked like to me. That's what I thought those, these raids meant. They were just going up to people and, asking for a verification, but it mm. seems like people have gotten advance notice, and it's kind of scary that, like, they're just li- waiting to get, like, picked up. And I, I, I can never be, I can never imagine being in that situation. 
Damn, so I didn't even know that. Like, they get advance notice. Some of them get advance notice that they're about to get picked up by ICE. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it says um, they're, they're, guess, they're, they're essentially remo- removal orders, and they have been sent to these families. Damn. And, yeah. That's but scary as, as hell, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just be an ally, man. Like make sure to, um, if you're in one of these big cities, because most of these ice raids are targeted for big cities that I've seen, like metropolitan cities. And, um, if you live in one of these cities, man, just try to, I would say, try to stay with like your people, your friends that are like undocumented or even just anybody that you know, that's undocumented. If you see an ice raid, try to be a distraction, try to, Talk to the uh, people that work for ICE, you know, distract them so that your undocumented people, you know, can just get away. I've seen, like, a lot of tweets. They've been kind of just, like, making, like, fun of the situation. But it really holds true, like, things that you could do to kind of save these people's, like, livelihood. Um, there's been, like, some people saying that they're going to run away from the ICE, ICE, uh, from the ICE officers to kind of distract so that, um, so that their undocumented friends could just get out of there. Like, if you got Ooh. papers, just run away so that they'll chase after you and then they can't really do shit because they're not really, like, cops. They're just ICE officers and they only deal with immigration, so they can't really do shit to you. Damn. I feel like... <laughs> I don't want to sound, like, uh, dark. No, it's not dark, but it's, like... um, Like, I don't know why people can't really help because, like, we don't look anything like... Oh, yeah. The, the I perceived that, yeah. immigrant, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So... I don't know how black people can help, but like, if you look like you have the skin tone of a immigrant, I mean, yeah. sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the best thing you can do is just tell them like, don't answer the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just don't answer the door. Um, ask them for a warrant. Uh, but even then, I feel like if you ask them for a warrant, I feel like they might get like a fake one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm even reluctant to tell them to to ask them for a warrant. So. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Don't accept anything. Yeah. Um, if you see something, uh, record it. Uh-huh. That might help. Yeah. You know, legal purposes, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to say something real quick. Um, a lot of people perceive these ICE raids to, like, while they are targeting mostly Hispanic people. Um, I remember, shout out to Manu, man, my, uh, my best friend, Harjot's sister. Um, she works for Jakara. And uh, which is like a sick youth organization. But I remember her putting out like a sad thing that um, that Indian people were actually like the second um, leading like immigrants coming from the Mexican border. And it's like we could we as like brown people, even though I don't necessarily identify as uh, as Indian, which is like a whole different story. um, (laughs) um, We could we could still do our part, you know, like to. Right. Because they're still looking for not just Hispanic people, but also Indian people. And, like, if you got papers, you could do the same thing that I was just saying, you know, like, distract from the oh, ice yeah. raids, do whatever you can, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's that. Like, so, wait, I, I think you touched on the um, unsanitary living conditions really quick. I just want to yeah. see how outrageous that is, man. Like, for the Trump administration to say that undocumented folks don't need toothpaste or soap to have sanitary living conditions... Like, first off, they're saying that they have sanitary living conditions. And then they're trying to make the argument that you don't need toothpaste and soap to have sanitary <laughs> living conditions. 
What? Bullshit. It does not make sense. And I really liked how you said straight up, like, you called them concentration camps. Because I feel like people just, like, oh, yeah. fail to call it how it is, you know? Like, they try to yeah. beat around the bush because they don't want to, like, commit to American Americans, like, having concentration camps. But this is, like, a part of our history. We've had them with the Japanese internment camps. Like, oh, yeah. Americans have concentration camps. And I feel like people need to realize that. And that's exactly what this is. Because people like when you hear when you hear the term concentration camps, like oh, the the centrists might hear oh it only has to be Auschwitz for it to be called a concentration yeah. camp. Yeah. So therefore, the ones by the border aren't concentration camps because they're not being actually killed. Yeah. Which doesn't because like the definition of a concentration camp is ethnic people, religious people being detained by and guarded by uh, armed guards. So yeah, it's concentration camps. Period. Mm-hmm. So Ch- children have died though in these. In the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, and yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. After oh, being yeah. separated from their parents and given no hope to even leave these camps. Yeah. And while they haven't, like, killed them directly, like, that, while they haven't put, like, a knife to the throat or some shit, like, they are, ki- like, let it be said that they are killing these kids. Like, these conditions are the reason for them dying. I feel like that yeah. doesn't, I mean, yeah it's ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous it's embarrassing to say that you know like to say that i'm american in a time like this where people where kids are getting torn away from their families and i saw like i saw the greatest tweet about this last thing on this topic the this uh white guy i don't know if you guys heard about this white guy being uh kidnapped by somali pirates while he was in somalia oh yeah Um, he, yeah, he got like a hundred he got like a hundred thousand retweets he said like even the somali pirates gave me toothpaste and soap and I thought that Damn. was like, I thought that was something, bro. Yeah. Like even the Somali parts had the world out to say, like, I mean, the guy has to be clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Um Democratic um debates are coming up for the um for the nomination from the DNC. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, man, I'm really excited. Oh, what are your what are y'all thoughts on that? Uh, I'm definitely I'm watching the first. You said what? I'm ready. I'm ready to oh, see. Ready for- I'm ready to see more contenders for the Democratic Party. To be honest, yeah, man. more perfect, like more, like more choices. Because last time we only had Bernie and Hillary. Like I was like, what the fuck is that? I mean, and yeah. it's not enough. Uh-huh. And now we have people with like actual substance, actual. Differentiation, differentiation in their policies and more yeah. to choose from. So I'm really excited about that too. So I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely ready to see uh what's his name, uh Pete Buttigieg and see like okay <laughs> how he comes through because he's been I think he went up to a terrible start in my opinion. Uh huh. Um, I know the media likes to paint it as if like oh he's like a young rising star or whatever, but I feel like when that first the first time I saw him he was like oh I don't think policy is like the biggest thing we need right now yeah that's so i'm ready to see what pete holds up in a debate um mm-hmm. he doesn't come until the second night though okay. so yeah yeah uh, the second night is definitely more loaded than the first night yeah there's a lot there's like bernie and biden that's like the the, the storyline that everyone keeps talking about yeah it's bernie biden kamala and uh, andrew yang's in there too and Buttigieg. Yeah. Like that's like all the front runners. The first night really only has Elizabeth Warren as the front runner. 
I was with Warren, and it was like I I, I expect Tulsi Gabbard to. Oh come yeah, Tulsi Gabbard's in there too. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard's. I feel like she's gonna go up in polls after. Um... Yeah, I expect like ten percent in the polls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Just because of like her foreign policy yeah. rhetoric. Yeah. You know, like ending the wars. Yeah, uh-huh. it's definitely gonna resonate with a lot of people. I feel like um Biden's. Biden, Buttigieg, and like, um, what's his name? O'Rourke are going to take the biggest hits. Mm. Oh, yeah. O'Rourke. O'Rourke? Yeah. O'Rourke is in that last night, too, the second night. Yeah, O'Rourke is in the first night. I'm looking at the oh, list he is? right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in the first night. Yeah. Uh, um, Corey Brooker's in the first night as well. Yeah. I really um, hope that baby, as much as I dislike Cory Brooker, I really hope that baby bond proposal gets some attention. Mm. Um, yeah, for those of y'all that don't know, he has like a policy where all babies born in the U.S. get like a little bond from the government that starts off at like a thousand dollars and it builds up over your life. Um, it builds interest over your life. And like by the time you are about to be a part of your college or if you don't plan on going to college, you can use it. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm really looking for forward to Andrew Yang too because he tweeted something today that I did not know about him at all. He was a part of the U.S. national debate team in 1992, and like for those of y'all that don't know, Andrew Yang talks about universal basic income, which is like kind of like a thousand dollar. Like his policy is that everybody gets a thousand dollars every month, and it's really like out there for like American politics. Like we haven't seen something this really out of the norm except uh, like i mean medicare for all for it was like that for the u.s with um with bernie but then now we have universal basic basic income and it's like we're really taking steps to become more like these um western european countries that you know that just have like a higher quality of living than us and um so yeah i'm really looking forward to see what he brings to the debate he has a very unique um very unique policies and yeah, who do y'all think are gonna like shine or take a big hit in the in the debates? I know you said Pete Buttigieg was gonna take a hit, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, who do you think's gonna shine really in the debates? Uh, I expect Bernie should obviously kick ass. Uh-huh. Um, I expect. Um, honestly, I expect what's what's his name? Yeah, Yang to come up. Um, there's this author, Marianne Williamson. Um. She's been super pro reparations, so that might resonate with a huge chunk of the Democratic base. Yeah. Um, Biden's gonna take a hit. Um, and now looking at the first night, I, I feel like Cory Brooker and Bitter work. Those two guys, cause those guys just spit cliches. Yeah. Twenty four seven. So for sure. I don't think they're gonna do anything. Amy Klobuchar, nah, she's already tanking in the polls. Yeah. So yeah. The first night, Tulsi and Elizabeth Warren should be able to rise up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, what about you, Sekou? I think I think Warren and Biden will probably shine the most for me. Okay. Um, I really like uh, Elizabeth Warren's policies on um, education. And uh, Biden's been, has, uh, been polling pretty strong recently, and he hasn't um, altered ex- um, too much. But... Um, 
I definitely agree with you guys that uh, overarching uh, Booker might falter a little bit because uh-huh. um, I haven't really seen too much of Booker's um, campaigning at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what his um, main dances are. He's, he's had some really problematic policies back in New Jersey. Yeah. And I'm not really um, too much of a fan of his either way. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> okay. Um we're pulling into the end. Um, just want to end it off the bird of the week, because <laughs> you know we had that one week where we forgot bird of the week, and last week we couldn't get y'all bird of the week because we didn't record. So, my bird of the week, I'm gonna just start it off and say, you know, uh, I have two bird of the weeks. I have the people on Twitter that are saying the Kobe's daughter and LeBron's son, like they need to have <laughs> a kid, and also, um, yeah, just like I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? God, God, God. I feel you, bro. Damn. <laughs> this is exactly what you did. Not again. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, son. Hey, that's what you the leader, bro. Hey, I feel <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Y- y'all can just do y'all birds. All right, I'm my second bird uh, of the week. I'm my second bird. <laughs> all right, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yo, uh, my my bird of the week is uh, Aisha Curry. Uh <laughs> Again, because of a, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, he's she was uh interviewed by a gossip outlet. I forgot which one it was, but she was basically saying like, "Yo, I said like nudes to Steph Curry from the neck down, so like they so if they get leaked, uh, uh, uh. they can't." Run out. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much the whole like internet kind of like clowned her again, uh. and uh, yeah, no one sees like Christian nudes, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Okay. What about you, Seku? All right. My bird of the week is... Y'all remember uh, Rachel Dolezal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, recently, she came out as bi during Pride Month. And she came out as bi? Yeah, recently. Um, I think like, it's the very first week, I think. And when, when she made a hashtag called, like, Be Yourself and um, Love Yourself, this is Damn. way after she, like, claimed to be, like, Black and... Um, and tried to run the NAACP, which is really, really, um, <laughs> really funny to me that she's able to pass this off for so fucking long and now she got caught. Uh-huh. So that's my bird of the week this time. Okay. Damn, son. Oh, yeah. So does anybody want to expand on Rachel Dolezal? Because I feel like some of the audience might not know who that is. All right. Oh, it um, I think you kind yeah, of touched on it. Like, she just kind of posed as a black person um, to, you know, like, have a bigger part in the NAACP. And then it was found like she was white. Yeah. And... Yeah. There's, like, pictures that have been leaked of her. Like, she's definitely white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah. I, th- I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, this is it, bro. Uh, we coming back with an hour and all that. Uh, live in different, th- three different places in Cali. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is something different. This is new. I I don't really see niggas' faces like that, so this is different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are gonna come at you the whole summer like this. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Episode ten. We out. All right. Peace. All right. Night. All right. <laughs>